0: Welcome to Fresh Press for the 19th of November 2019.
1: My name is Gabe. And I'm Andrew. This is a show about music where we talk about uh brand new tunes and brand old grooves. That's not a phrase, but you know what I mean. Nope. Not a phrase at all. If you don't know what I mean, listen to the first two episodes of this podcast. They're good. Good old grooves. Good old grooves, yes. Grand old grooves. Oh, even better! Brand new tunes and Old. Okay. Oh, we should have made
0: that the thing from the beginning.
1: Yeah. All right. Cancel Uh, the podcast. We're gonna have to go to Super Tuesday. Start over. Uh. Anyway, um, we're gonna start with new tunes this week. So, um, these are all songs that have been released in the last seven days. So, what did you bring this week, Gabe?
0: Yeah. Uh. So I brought uh, a song called Banana Split from a band called Ice Cream, which I think is also already interesting, like they're both desserts. Anyway, um, it's off their new record uh, called Fed Up, which is in all caps. Um, so yeah, here's a clip. Let
2: it just a little bit, and submit.
1: This is a sensuous song, Gabe, that you've brought and made me listen to this week.
0: Oh, uh, does it make you uncomfortable? We can, It made it, me a little
1: bit uncomfortable.
0: Look, the podcast is explicitly rated explicit, so...
1: I uh, know, but that's just because I like to say fuck, but we don't have to talk about it. I mean,
0: let's just put it out there. It's groovy. So yeah, let me tell you a little bit about the song before um or about the the artist if you want. Um so Ice Cream is a Canadian duo. Um made up of Amanda Christ and Carlin Bezich, I think I've got that right. So they've collaborated on a couple other projects as well. Um this band called Darlene Shrug. Which is
1: That's so stupid. <laughs>
0: pretty rough but um they call darlene Darlene shrug calls themselves a toronto super group um, okay because they have ice cream the band ice cream in them and then also um have you heard of u.s girls
1: no but are they canadian
0: they are canadian they released a record a couple years ago called in a poem unlimited maybe just last year which got a lot of buzz that
1: sounds like something i'd listen to
0: um it's not well, oh. maybe. I don't know. Do you listen? Did you? <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 yeah, it does sound that way, but it's not like poetry necessarily. It
1: sounds like, it honestly sounds like an album title from like Explosions in the Sky or something. Like it sounds like some shoegazy instrumental guitar stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are guitars, but I would not call U.S. Girls shoegazy. Anyway, so this is a pretty specific Canadian indie scene, uh, I guess out of Toronto. Um, and, uh, fed up is ice cream's second record um and banana split is off of that um so one thing that has interested me as we've been doing the show is how artists define their specific genre. I don't know if you've thought about this, but like some some artists like won't even bother. they will say no, where I'm genreless, I cannot be categorized, don't put labels on me um so Ice Cream calls their music molecular pop. Interesting. Which I think is delightful and actually quite apt.
1: It is. and But the combination of ice cream and the word molecular makes me think of Dippin' Dots.
0: Ooh. That isn't a great association.
1: Well, I'm torn. I mean, I agree that and Dots are not good, but I also think they're really good.
0: I think dip and Dots are the most overrated ice cream that exists. You can't even find them in a grocery store. They're only in theme parks. That means they have to be terrible and overrated.
1: That's so not true. That's nonsense. I stand by it. Dippin' Dots are great, but also bad, but they're good.
0: <sighs> okay, so I really enjoyed the song because of uh, kind of like the driving nature of it. And we haven't really done much like electronic I, don't know, I wouldn't call this like EDM, but like electronic music on this show yet. So I wanted to bring something from that realm. Um, and they um, have this, there's this one synth on the song that's like kind of arpeggiated and wonky. Uh, and it's got like a little bit of a warm sound and it's very unique. Um, so I think that is a, a Moog synthesizer, which I don't know if you can talk more about that, Andrew, um, but they're like these analog additive synthesizers that were, I guess, kind of the original synths, um, and they have like a very rich tone. Most synthesizers that we hear in music are digital or subtractive, um, and this is like very modular and built in a different way with like like big transistors and things like that.
1: Yeah, I can't really talk more about it. I was just gonna correct you if you had said Moog. That was sort of my one, the one thing I had in my back pocket there.
0: Sorry, I got it right. Yeah. It's Moog, folks. Even though it is spelled M-O-O-G, if anybody's interested. Yes. They're very expensive, so, go, so don't go buying them.
1: I mean, do go buying them if you can afford it.
0: They are beautiful. They're also, like, beautifully constructed. Anticipation. 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 Do you get, like, talking heads influenced here? Um... Maybe it's just the percussive vibe that I'm pulling, but um it's definitely not as lyrically interesting as anything the talking heads have done.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that's that that's where you and I differ. I'm like, it doesn't sound like David Byrne to me. Like, I'm thinking about words.
0: Yes, and I'm thinking and, about
1: Yeah
0: music. Anyway, I, I kinda like how the song builds. Also there's like this bridge that happens in the middle and then after the like this uh kind of choral almost bridge happens, there's this Overlapping lines at the end, um, which I'm going to call contrapuntal, uh, because they kind of work that way. They're very different melodic lines and they come in and out um, of blending together and drifting apart. And I think that's really cool. Andrew, what did you bring for the new song, the new tune
1: of this week? Yes, please. Please stay tuned. Um, I also brought a Canadian artist, uh, and her name is Tay Shi. She just released her second album, La Linda, and this track is called When He's Done. So, the whole album, La Linda, is very varied. I don't know if you listened to any other tracks on this album.
0: Yeah, I actually saw this release, and I was hunting through it for some music, but I think I listened to a couple songs, and I felt they were very poppy and uh, not really what I was looking for, so I moved on. But I didn't listen to this song until you sent it to me.
1: Yeah, so I, um, I similarly... I saw something about this album so I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot, I don't know what it's like so I like, downloaded it and listened to it you know, on the subway or something Um, and it was sort of like the some of it at the beginning, I was like, this is really good pop, it's not really my jam so I don't feel like I'm going to pick something from this but it's good, and then I got to this track and I was like, oh fuck, this is really good <laughs> Um, because this one is like neo-soul R&B kind of stuff, which is definitely an influence that is in the rest of her music, but a lot of the rest of it is more like Gabe's favorite genre, bedroom pop kind of stuff.
0: Ooh. I don't know if I want that to be my favorite genre, but it might be my favorite genre.
1: Yeah. Well, if all you do, if all you know about you is listening to this podcast, then it certainly seems like it's your favorite genre. (laughs) Damn. But that actually brings up an interesting point that ties into what you were saying about artists defining their own genres, because Taishi has been known to say that her music is, quote, mermaid music, which I think is pretty good.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. More, more funky genres. Give me good genre names that only apply specifically to your band.
2: I believe
1: Yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out the rest of this album. I also wanted to pick um, Alone in the Universe, but unfortunately it was a single that was released in October, so I could not pick it. But that's a really cool song and very different.
0: I really like this song. Uh, I don't know if I would say it's very R&B. It has a lot of country
1: in it. Country? Yeah. Wow. It's got
0: like... That uh, it's kind of twangier, maybe a steel string guitar. Am I wrong about that? And she has uh, like bendy vocal lines that don't fit in with necessarily what I would consider R and B, but definitely. Does that make sense?
1: No, I would say. Well, yes, I would certainly say it's more than R and B. I would say it's neo soul is how I would characterize it. But I I do see the angle that you're 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 hitting it at too.
0: Uh, either way. W- I think it's a gorgeous song uh and very emotionally charged. Yeah. And particularly when she really goes into her upper register, I think it's very effective. Um
1: Yeah, it you're right, it really shows off um not only like the her vocal quality but also the emotional capacity of her voice. Um which some of her other stuff, well, I really enjoy. Doesn't really get into that area of of vocal performance. Is more like, um, well, I have a I have a quote from the fader here that says she makes whispery, slow and sensual bedroom pop, Um, which is not at all how I would characterize this song. This song's
0: yeah, this song is not that. Well, it's
1: slow and it's kind of sensual, but in a in a upsetting way lyrically. Yeah,
0: um, in a heartbreak way, not in a
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this song is, is super cool and I'm very excited to, uh, listen to some more Tayshik. She has some stuff in her back catalog that I have not gotten into yet that I intend to.
0: Did you know that this year humanity celebrated the fiftieth anniversary of landing on the moon?
1: I did know that, Gabe, because I purchased the um the uh moon Oreos.
0: Oh my god. There are moon Oreos.
1: Well, they were a limited edition.
0: We'll have to come back to that maybe off the podcast.
1: No no, no. we're going we're talking about it now. They were bad, they were not worth it. They were sort of marshmallowy flavored, which was weird. Like why? And they were not good. They were slimy and gross.
0: That's atrocious. Yeah. For our listeners, uh, Andrew has an ongoing fascination with weird Oreo flavors. So if you see a weird Oreo flavor, tweet us. I think it's
1: a fascination with, with Oreo flavors, definitely, but not in, a, not in the way that I want to eat any of them. I love Oreos that are colored in some weird way, but the normal flavored ones like the Halloween Oreos or the winter Oreos, which are in my pantry right now.
0: But you're still like interested in the idea that they could take this basic kind of... Uh, like I like Oreos, but let's just like say it kind of gross cookie and make them into all sorts of weird creations that are holiday-related or the moon-related. Uh, since Oreos are a source of fascination, I think we can also safely say that the moon has been a source of fascination. Uh it's a god and a bunch of ancient religions, big part of the calendar. You know, like in film, there's that one really early film where they have the bullet going into the moon's eye, that's classic. Yeah. And then
1: It's called a trip to the moon.
0: That was like in the the twenties. And then it's also
1: not a bullet, it's definitely a spaceship.
0: Oh, wow, that makes so much more sense.
1: Yeah, it's called a trip to the moon. They take a trip to the moon.
0: See, I knew you would know this, but there's no chance that I was going to know that.
1: Well, if you had done your fucking research.
0: But what we both know is that there's also that sci-fi movie from a couple years ago called Moon. It's very good. I recommend it. Um, so along with film, obviously the moon is in a lot of music. Um, so, you know, Van Morrison had Moon Dance, and then there's Dark Side of the Moon, of course, Pink Floyd. So, you and I are going to celebrate the 1969 moon landing this week, Andrew. What moon song do you have for me?
1: Um, My moon song this week is entitled Devil Moon, and it's by Slow Runner. Runner is a band that I know nothing about. I'm pretty sure I, like, came across them on Pandora when that was a thing. Um, Like, I put in a bunch of, you know, there was probably some Death Cab for Cutie.
0: <laughs> yeah, what year was this uh, song released? Do you know?
1: Yeah, so this is off their album Damage Points, which came out in 2011. And, yeah, I really don't know anything about them. I've just, like, for this podcast found out a little bit about them first of all no longer a band broke up in like 2014 and then got back together for another album and then seems like they have since broken up again one of the guys is like doing his own stuff um but yeah i really like this track um it's probably one of my favorites from them uh, off of this album which is pretty much the only one that i've listened to It's depressing, as is a lot of music that I listen to. But if I have to pick one thing that I love about the song, weirdly, it is how much reverb is on the drums. It sounds so good. I think it, like, fits with the vibe of it so well. It's sort of... It's just, like, depressing song about, like... I don't know, you know, general depression and anxiety and... um, how that plays into like being a musician and a just a person in general. And the the drums are like they sound like they're in this echoey room really far away. I think, in my opinion, it amplifies the feeling of like solitude.
0: Yeah, I think the drumline is very effective at creating that feeling of isolation that is also then referenced continuously in the lyrics, which are very good yeah um and uh vivid i think it's very evocative of, of a bunch of imagery
1: That are difficult to rhyme with without sounding like an idiot.
0: Can you give some examples?
1: One example would be the word girl. Because it's so, like, commonly used. Like, if you rhyme girl with world, like, you just sound so stupid. Unless you can really sell it. I think the
0: problem with rhymes like that is they take away what makes music interesting. Which is not knowing what is going to come next and when you yeah. hear these lines and you are expecting them it kind of takes away that aspect of unpredictability when you're listening to new music and it really shoots the whole song in the foot
1: yeah coldplay came out with i think it must have been milo Xylido or whatever Ah. um and the single off that album was what was that song paradise uh-huh yep and the opening line is like, when she was just a girl, she expected the world. And I was like, oh, no, they're bad now. And that was true. That was when Coldplay That's when they were bad. really took a, took a huge turn for the worse.
0: Viva La Vida, last great Coldplay album.
1: Yeah, and that had, you know, looking back now, it has inklings of what would later come, but still great. It's still
0: great. Um, um. So, how does that relate to Devil?
1: <laughs> anyway, this that this whole tirade about bad lyrics. I think Moon is also one of those words because it's such a common word and it's a little bit weird. Like any, like pure vowel is going to be a little like Moon is just going to be hard to deal with, I think. And I really like the way that Slow Runner uses it in the chorus in the song, in that it's longer lines it's not it's not like a short little thing that ends with moon and ends with soon although it's it's just a longer line that ends with that which is a complete thought that feels like it makes sense rather than just going for a rhyme
0: right it's not just a cliche standard rhyme right it's not world and girl and that's kind of your point here that there's a lyrical reason to go through with the rhyme Rather than just rhyming for the sake of rhyming
1: Right It's, it's sung really well And I think he he um, puts it like He sets the words to music really well In a way that feels Satisfying And not silly <laughs> Um, so like I said, slow runner, no longer banned. but, um, I guess the one lead guy, Michael Flynn, not that one, (laughs) not former national security advisor. Is that what he was? Something. I think he was everybody
0: who's named Michael Flynn. There are multiple Michael Flynn's and one of them ruined it for everyone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but different Michael Flynn, um, Still does stuff. I'm on his website right now, and the second video on here is a video with him and actors Brian Darcy James and Molly Ringwald singing a song, which is wild. Holy shit. I've just scrolled down on this website to, like, some of his albums, and he has an album called Face in the Cloud, and the cover is a drawing of the moon.
0: Perfect. Perfect for the theme, you came through, Michael Flynn.
1: Also, there's a track called "That Danny Glover Feeling." I don't know what that means, Mike, but okay. <laughs> what is that Danny Glover feeling? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's my thing. What did you What did you bring this week, Gabe?
0: The song I brought uh, is titled "Moon in My Mind," and it's from Frankie Rose, um, her 2012 record, Interstellar.
1: This is the soundtrack to the to the movie
0: uh it's not although oh no this came out way before the movie never mind i was about to get my dates all wrong yes Yikes. this well predates the christopher nolan movie <clears throat> so frankie rose is a drummer although you cannot tell that from this song <laughs> yeah. and a vocalist um, from brooklyn um she's played with a couple other like all female indie rock bands out of New York, um Vivian Girls and Dum Dum Girls. So she ended up leaving both groups um and launched like her solo career, and then this record, Interstellar, is her second solo LP. Um both those previous bands were kind of garage rocky, but uh Interstellar does not have garage rock or Um, Like, lots of guitars. Um, So, I really like how this song has a cinematic feel. Um, I don't know if you get that, but it's got uh, this driving bass line um, that is matched just with quarter note bass drum hits, which is a little disappointing off this song because Frankie Rose is a good drummer, um, but she's just playing the bass drum quarter notes on this song. Um, but then there's this like this sparse reverb drenched guitar line that is like kind of bendy in the sustain phase of like as it's washing out. Um, and I really like the pull um, in tempo between the vocals and the guitar, which feel like they're dragging as opposed to the bass and the bass drum, which are almost like insistent and in pushing the tempo forward. Those competing influences on the song, I think, provide uh, an interesting tension. They remind me of what is explicitly one of Frankie Rose's influence, which is The Cure. Mm -hmm. And I'm... Very comfortable saying that this is a reference because she has since released a full length cover album of uh, a record by The Cure.
1: All right, fair enough.
0: So, yep, definitely likes The Cure. But, you know, like The Cure is very well known for these uh, riffing bass lines. Um, you know, you can think of like Love Song or really most of their music. Um, and that is a repeated theme throughout Interstellar and also particularly in. This song.
2: Walk with me, losing any memory of time. Stay a while, forgetting me,
0: maybe. Oh, Frankie Rose is not really a lyricist, I'd say. Um, there's like four lines of lyrics in this whole song so apologies to Andrew, but um, she does sing quite a bit over the song, and there are these overlapping vocal lines, which I think are beautiful, Um, and I do think that the song between the vocal lines and the reverb and, again, this like, almost like in a movie feel, I think that she does manage to evoke this idea of outer space, um and she does it, I think, well throughout the entire record, but particularly in this song. This record actually uh Interstellar got quite a bit of critical acclaim when it came out in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't really listened to it much. Then I think I listened to it maybe once or twice and um rediscovering it this week has been fun. It's a good record. So there's a lot of there was a lot of other new music released this week, as always. Um I think we just wanted to point out some highlights um, to start Moses Sumney's yeah. um, new song uh, Virile um, which has a, a great associated music video that is insane. insane and dynamic and weird and um, the song is also really good of course
1: yes and I would say insane dynamic and weird are very good descriptors for Moses Sumney if you're not familiar and also very good <laughs>
0: Yes, agreed. There was a new single release from Y-Oak. That's W-Y-E, Oak.
1: There was also um, Jessica Hoop, who you'll hear some more about next week after I go to her concert in Philly this week, um, put out two new tracks that were... She put out an album called Stone Child. um, And so this little EP that she just put out this week was entitled Stone Child Afterbirth, which is cool, totally cool, totally cool way of describing it. nice. Um, but yeah, she, she, two, two tracks that are both very, very good. And, um, Andy Schoff, who is another musician who I really love, put out the second single from his upcoming January album, a single called Try Again, which was also great. And I almost picked because I just love his lyrics. Um, and I feel bad that I won't be able to pick this, but I will almost certainly pick one of his songs when his album comes out. So... I'll 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 get him that time. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Um, Andrew, you saw an
0: artist this week live?
1: Yes. I saw Joan Shelley um at a tiny little venue in my neighborhood called Boot and Saddle. It's just a bar and there's a back room. It's it's really just a room with a little stage at the back and no backstage. Um but it's a great little spot. I was by far in the youngest five percent of the crowd. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that checks out.
1: Yeah. Um, But Joan Shelley is a, like, country and folk, folk, really, musician. Um, Really incredible voice. I feel like her voice, like, I love her voice recorded, but her voice live was just amazing. There was just so much feeling behind it, even more so than I was familiar with from, from her records.
0: That's the best way to go live it's better for your voice to be way better live
1: yeah the guitarist who was playing with her had the most beautiful guitar
0: like visually or in terms of tone
1: yes visually uh well maybe not the most beautiful guitar but an incredibly beautiful guitar I feel bad saying that it was the most beautiful well my very beautiful guitar is in the room with me but Um,
0: Your guitar is also very beautiful, Andrew.
1: Yes, but in a different way. This was like a um, hollow body electric guitar. um, And the top was stained, not painted. So you could see the grain. It was just this really dark stain. This is not interesting to anyone, but it was so beautiful. I loved it.
0: Yeah, it's nice.
1: But yeah, her band was great. And um, the guy who played bass... Um. Also, open for her. Na- his name is Jake Xerxes Fussel, um, and he played a lot of a bunch of like old American folk songs. But yeah, uh, Joan Shelley was great. Um, and I got a cool ass enamel pin of her face. Sweet. Which is always a good, always a good merch pick, especially for someone whose uh drawer of concert T shirts is overflowing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So two thoughts here. One is. I would love more merch pins. Yes. Second thought is, you talking about all of these good concerts in Philly that you're going to makes me feel bad about the quality of the music in San Jose, California. So if anybody knows good shows that are happening in San Jose,
1: please tweet us. There's gotta be good shows in San Jose, right? Or is it just that everyone's in San Francisco? Everybody's in San Francisco. Yeah.
2: They're able to say yeah
0: so that's our show for today um you can find us on twitter at fresh pressed pod um we have a playlist of our music on spotify um which you can find in the show notes Um, we're also launching our website this week. um, So that should come up at freshpressedpodcast.com. You can find more information about the show and about us there if you are interested. And our next episode will be coming out on November 26th in one week's time. Thanks for listening. I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And this has been Fresh Pressed.